This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review How to Train Your Dragon 2. Come on, bud. There's a whole other world of dragons out there. I bet you think you know a lot about dragons. Should I know you? No, but a mother never forgets. Every dragon has its secrets. I'll show them all to you. Did you know about this? That's your mother? Now you know where I get my dramatic flair. <laughs> Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. This is episode 46. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. I'm Justin Voss. This week we're reviewing How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is a follow-up to the 2009 How to Train Your Dragon. It's directed by Dean DeBlow, and the cast is... Uh, the leads are Jay Baruchel, Kate Blanchett, and Gerard Butler. And the plot basically picks up where the first one left off. So when we finished the first one, they had made peace with the dragons. They had established a colony. The Vikings and the dragons were living together in the city of Burke. And when we pick up now, the Toothless and Hiccup, the two main characters, are out kind of exploring the larger world, trying to spread their message of peace and joy, living with dragons, to, to other, other people. And they encounter some sort of rogue dragon hunters, and the story unfolds from there. So uh, let's start by, Justin, what did you think of How to Train Your Dragon Part 1? I liked it. Um, It was one of those movies where I wasn't sure if I would or not, but I heard a lot of uh, people say that it was actually really good, not just as a kid's movie, but as just a movie in general. And yeah, I liked it. I don't think I have like the -the over-the-top, oh my god, it's my favorite movie ever sort of reaction that some people I think have, but... I think it's good. Okay. So what about you? I think more of the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. It's like basically the same. You know, it's like if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. Why? Because they're like the same. <laughs> I mean, not identical, but I think, you know, they're absolutely cut from the same cloth. So you would recommend it to people? Yeah, absolutely. If you like the first one, go see the second one. It's an easy decision. Okay. Steve, what did you think about the first one? Uh, similar boat with Justin where, you know, like I initially wrote it off entirely because it was a DreamWorks film and... Yeah, we love our dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Call back. But uh, but then, yeah, I wish people say they really loved it. So I watched it. Didn't really love it, but it was okay. Like you know, I I don't know. Like I think I love the music more than the movie. Like I, I love Jonesy, who did a fantastic you know uh, you know like uh, you know theme song for the first movie and. I'm kind of sucker for any movie where like vaguely Celtic music fills the air, you know, <laughs> which happens actually in both of these films. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, they're just sort of like just enough like, you know, sweet fun funness in the movie to, you know, make up for like just the endless, you know, amounts of dragons flying through the air, which I feel like they spend way too much time in both movies, you know, doing actually even I think it's worse than this movie than the previous one. There's just so much just dragons flying through the air and oh, it's so majestic and amazing and uplifting. And I, you know, I. I can only, you know, handle so much of it. And there's <laughs> definitely more there than I can handle. Um, but on the balance, like, I think the rest of it sort of makes up for that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I have to go with I mean, they're kind of like, they're, they're eventually, you know, exactly from the same cloth. If you like the first one, you probably like the same one for the same reasons. Or the, the new one for the same reasons. Okay. So, you basically would recommend them both to the same degree, which is a, yeah, little, a little bit, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, would, I would say, like, I don't know. I... I didn't see the first one in the theaters, and mm-hmm. I didn't regret waiting to, to see yeah, it, yeah. you know. And and had we not been reviewing it for the show, I probably would have waited to watch this one on iTunes as well. Um, you know, so it's, it's worth, you know, it's worth a rental, I think. 
yeah, I, I think it's interesting. So I, for the first half of the movie, because a lot of, nowadays when we do this, like I'm kind of sort of doing the review in my head oh, as yeah. we watch it. <laughs> so like the first half of the movie, I was I was fully prepared to say this is a spectacular movie because at least so the first not the very first opening scene, but like the first scene where Hiccup and Toothless are present. Mm-hmm. There's some truly at least in my mind, there were some truly spectacular like uplifting moments. You know, they're doing. They're really playing with the whole flying with the dragon thing. And I really, really dug that. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it keeps it up for a while. And then the the only there's only two major downsides to this movie, I think. Overall, I would recommend it. I think it is it, it is pretty cool. One downside is that the pacing's kind of weird. Like, mm. sometimes I felt like, oh, this is the end. But it wasn't really the end. Um, so it's sometimes hard to figure out, like, what, how should I be feeling right now? Should I be relieved because they sorted it all out? Or am I prepared for more stuff? So it feels a little weird sometimes with that. And unfortunately, I think the bad guy is just generic, grade A, off-the-shelf bad guy who, like, in every conceivable respect. Like, yeah, he's incredibly uh, one-dimensional. Yeah, it was it was like if if Steve could drop, like, his least favorite combination of every bad guy in every movie ever, I was like, that's, you know, I, I really like it when a bad guy is, like, smart, you know, mm. and, like, really feels, it feels like he could, he could choose to be good, you know, it's just that he, for whatever reason, he or, or at least as a baseline, if there was a good reason for yeah. the bad guy to be bad, which I didn't feel like there was even really yeah. one here. Like I wasn't even sure, you know, like because because he because of arm, yeah, it was because of the arm. But even that, like, yeah. I, felt, I, felt, I felt really flimsy. It was it was really weird. It was like a video game bad guy, basically. So I mean, I I just had to make a conscious decision to like consider him not in the movie, <laughs> and then I like the movie much better. So you know, just know that that that's kind of goofy. I mean, it, the entire movie rises and falls on the quality of like Toothless and Hiccup. You know? So if you dig that, then you'll dig most of the movie. So like overall, I think it, it's one of these movies where I feel like there were some really great highs and some really just weird lows for mm-hmm. like the bad guy. Um, so if you're okay with that, if you're okay sort of averaging it out, I'd say it, it is a lot of fun. I, I don't. I mean, I kind of want to go back. We all saw it in two day, two D, but. I, I kind of want to see it in 3D just to see if that those flight experiences are different. Yeah, and there's so much movies devoted to that. It seems yeah. like that may make... Yeah, if you're into that, that you may really get, get a kick out of that. Yeah, so... That's one thing that kind of annoys me about watching a movie that's available in 3D in 2D because I really actually kind of prefer to watch movies in 2D. But you'll see shots in the movie and you'll go... Yep, they did yeah. that just because they could do it in 3D. It's like, oh, somebody happens to point something at the camera. Or, oh, we happen to zoom through this opening yeah, and yeah. something. It's like, yeah. oh, all the stuff you're like, uh-huh, <laughs> 3D. Yeah, what was, what was the Mickey Mouse? The, oh, Get a Horse. That was the one that we yeah. saw in front of uh, Frozen. Yeah, it that was, one probably. Wait, did like, we see it in 3D or not? I can't remember. We didn't. That, that, or I did. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't, yeah. yeah. Which that entire short is about right. the 3D-ness of everything. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I, I you know. I think it is. I think it's easy to recommend. It's a good little fun movie, and um, the I would say you could see it at home, except for the fact that the 3D stuff, if you're into that, mm-hmm. could be pretty awesome. If you're like a 3D, you really like that experience, yeah. the spectacle there that is there. So if you're not, then you can wait. But if you really want to see the 3D, then I'd say check it out in the, in the theater. That's fair. Yeah. I think having not seen the 3D, it's kind of a toss up though, because I feel like there's good 3D and there's bad 3D, right? That's true. Well, usually yeah. the 3D rendered stuff is is better than the. Yeah, I, I feel like it's almost the degree to which they use the effect, you know? Because I feel like, I think actually Prometheus did a good job of not abusing the 3D yeah. effects. I saw that in 3D. And at a certain point, you kind of stop totally noticing the That's 3D. True. And That's it just really kind true. of becomes yeah. like just another sort of aspect of the movie. But there's some movies, and this one's probably one of them, where it's like, 3D, 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 <laughs> we paid a fortune for this 3D projector. <laughs> we are going to use it for everything possible. Like, so yeah. Yeah. Put on your 3D glasses now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
So I think it depends on exactly how they did it. But but the CG is way easier for them to do. Yeah. Because um, what was the movie a while ago that I think it was maybe the Alice in Wonderland that came out just a few it, years yeah. ago. Um, I saw that in 3D and it was like kind of nauseating. You know, it was like oh, really? hard to watch. And I found out later that actually the movie had been shot in 2D and they had gone back oh. and painted on the depth effect. Like, why did you think that would work? <laughs> well, that, was, that was probably the period where everyone's like, oh, my God, we have a way to get people in the theaters. Make everything yeah, 3D. that might be true. 3D, you know, but it's just like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, that's, I guess that's basically our review. Um, so if you want to send us any feedback, you can email feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. You can find us on Twitter at lowearthshow. All the notes for all the stuff that we talk about is on our website at lowearthorbit.fm. And we have a YouTube page where all of the uh, video versions of the episodes show up. And we're up to 19 subscribers. So we are just a hair. <laughs> there, there is this tiny, tiny little line between us and uh, 20. So if somebody's out there, feels like they have a few minutes. It could be you. It could be you. It could be the one. We will, we will have a little party in your name uh, when we see that. Not we'll have really. one of those little banner ads. You are the <laughs> 20th clicker to this YouTube page. Click here. All right, so we're going to talk about spoilers in the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, pause now and come back and we'll be here. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Steve, what did you what do you want to spoil for the people out there? Um, I'm curious what you guys thought about the, the, you know, mom sort of abandoning her child and living with the dragons <laughs> and, you know then the feral wilderness ice cave thing it was a it's kind of stretch believability for me yeah it was kind of like she, yeah. she was kind of like oh i forgot to come home yeah like it's so, awesome. ever yeah. i definitely had that exact thought at some point in the movie i was like i could see this for like a few weeks i don't yeah. know about 20 years <laughs> did you just forget where everyone lived like did yeah. you miss speaking english like i mean <laughs> the dragons don't talk i mean and yeah. they, she was kind of like that a little bit when he first meets her it's almost like she's sort of forgotten how to interact with people but then she speaks perfectly <laughs> yeah exactly and then there's like no 20 years is a long time yeah and it was weird too because like it, it almost feels like they figured that out and then they had the literally dramatic scene where like they, they maybe added the scene where they almost killed hiccup and that was like sort of her motive for oh they'll never understand me and then she's like, I can't go back. That was kind of her reason. But it didn't. You remember, she was saying like, well, because well, there was an obvious question. Like, why didn't you come home? Like, right where you knew everybody was. And she was like saying, well, I couldn't go back because I couldn't convince anybody else that dragons were yeah, dangerous. Think, which is. I think maybe they were like, well, she was, she was trying to, they, the, they're trying to make the point that she was a danger to her, her child by believing in peace with the dragon. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was. Yeah. Or, it, it just makes it feel like her, she wasn't like really, she made, made her seem like she didn't really believe in her like convictions like you know like she they want to have both ways that she like believed in peace with the dragons but also you know was trying to like yeah. protect her child by not being there <laughs> I, think, I think you're despite thinking the fact the dragons were attacking I think I, I, I think you're expecting yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't yeah I don't know it, it, it felt weird I, I have to say I was encouraged initially when Hiccup is flying, skipping along the top of the clouds, and he encounters like this mysterious figure. I usually dig that because I was concerned that they were going to too quickly introduce the villain. Mm. And I like it when there's sort of like another main character, you know. And I think actually it would have been a much better movie if they had somebody who was never fully fleshed out, like kind of more 
mysterious character and then it it kind of felt like oh here's a mysterious character and then like two minutes later they're like oh it's your mom it's like okay i mean that's cool again which they had sort of gone on longer or or well just maybe if they kept it as not a family member you know it's like some but some other variable that didn't have such an immediate connection yeah and save that reveal for later in the movie i feel like the pacing of the beginning movie was was really brisk yeah like it barely starts out and you know in this like frenetic you know you know, cha- you know, like race thing. The sheep, by the way, I gotta say, I, I, I love the sheep. I love the sheep too as well. They were they were my, my favorite parts. Yeah, uh, I love that they come back at the end as well. Yeah, right. Also, I noticed at some point in the movie, do we see? There's basically only three kinds of animals I think we see in the entire movie: dragons, sheep, and fish. Am I wrong? Are there any other species oh, the food. of animals that show up anywhere else in either movie? I don't think there yeah, is anything. Might, yeah, you might be right because even like you know. I mean, there's like the little fish fish, but then there's like these sort of like manta ray dragon. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what was going on with those. And like yeah. at the beginning, you're kind of like skimming over the ocean and there's like these water dragons that are sort of like, yeah. you know, migrating like she, or something. It was kind of weird because they didn't establish how Toothless got back to the ice cave. Like there was the swimming guys and I was like, oh, right. did they fly? Did they pick him up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't it's know. very odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figured that, like, just given, like, the rules of, like, script writing, they they couldn't have him die in such a, like, not, like, it would have to be a lot more dramatic if they were actually going to do that to him. So, like, obviously he's going to come back. It's just a question of, like, how. It's like, uh, maybe some underwater thing will scoop him up and spit him out in the cave. But it was, but he was back in no time. Like, I thought they let him. It was pretty quick. (laughs) They, they, like, at least, like, let his faux death linger for a little while. So you could, like, begin to wonder. But, no, you know, 30 seconds later, he's back alive. Just fine. (laughs) Uh, what did you What did you guys think of the the father dying? Uh, I was pretty bummed about that. Mostly, I mean, I think that in both movies, that character is kind of like a bit flat. You know, he's just sort of yeah, like you know, the dad who doesn't get his kids sort of yeah. character. Which you know, whatever. He's, he's got a little more kind of emotional. Yeah, he's got a little bit more. But just mostly bummed that Gerard Butler is not going to be in any future yeah. How to Train Your Dragon movies. You know, I was bummed that the that the flaming arrow didn't miss. The boat, like what a wasted opportunity. Just <laughs> <laughs> since Kit Harrington is like you know in is in was one of the voices, one of the characters, like totally could have done a Game Who? of Thrones callback. The guy plays Jon Snow. From, oh, really? Yeah. Which one is he doing? This he, must, movie? He, must, he must have been one of the like dragons, <laughs> one of the kids. <laughs> yeah, one of those. I think it must be one of those kids. I don't know. Wow, that's interesting. You're talking about though in Game of Thrones with the with the flaming arrow. Oh, oh which uh, I've was, already forgotten. It was, uh, I think it was, it was like season three when... Spoilers for a different <laughs> show. <laughs> Wait, is this, is this like the battle in the harbor at King's Landing? No, no, no. It's a funeral boat thing. Exactly oh, no, no, thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow, that actually would have been brilliant. Yeah, because, yeah, it takes him like... Does he ever get it? Or does no, he doesn't ever get it. They have to like... His uncle has to do it or something instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they could have done that. They could have done... Could've, you could've, yeah. That, that would have been wow. perfect. Okay, that would have been pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, it might have ruined like the mood of the, the movie, but like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, would, it would definitely change the tone of that whole scene. <laughs> that should, they should have done that in the outtakes. That would have been great. Yeah, I like it when CG films do outtakes. Yeah. Like Pixar movies sometimes do outtakes, and that's great. Oh, it's always with John. <laughs> what's his name? John Ratzen? Is it John Ratzenberger? Is that the pig? Uh, the guy who plays all the characters. His name. Yeah, I think it's John. Ratzenberger. Yeah, I think you're right. Ratzen. Ratzen. Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. Because they did one. It might have been. Was it Toy Story three? Where they? Oh no, it was Cars. It was Cars. Yeah. Where they show yeah. like. 
they, first of all, they show Cars versions of all the Pixar yeah. movies. They're like all like toy cars, or they're like all bug cars, or like whatever, right? <laughs> By the end, he's like, "It's the same voices in all these things. What kind of cut rate operation is this?" <laughs> the best thing though is that it starts off. He's he's watching the movies, and it starts off with him being like, "Well, this is a fine thespian. If I've ever seen one, he's like, wait a minute, this is the same guy we used over and over again." Yeah, that was amazing. That's awesome. um, yeah, they they should have done. They did. Although it's interesting. So after the well. Yeah, during the credits in this one, in Train Your Dragon, they did, like, concept art, which I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually ever seen Oh, in the credits that we saw just yeah. here? Oh, my gosh, it was awesome. Yeah, that was, was actually, cool. I think, one of, I think, the best parts of the movie. Because something about the particular style they did all that artwork It's, in, like, idyllic. Well, idyllic, it really right? reminded me, actually, so before all of the Lord of the Rings movies came out and yeah. got real popular, like... There was a lot of Lord of the Rings like artwork in that kind of style, you know, oh. and that's what it looks like. It looks just like that. Like if you go back and look at like you know that style of painting yeah. that people would do of like you know Gandalf or like you know the Balrog and stuff, and you're just like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's what it looked like. You yeah, know? yeah, but that was really. I actually kind of liked that better than the art style it's, of the movie itself. It's, yeah, yeah, particularly like 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 that. that. Although humans, you know, like it's just if it, it feels just so generic the way that all that they were rendered for the most part. Yeah, it's interesting that there is this. Yeah, the, the DreamWorks like humans have a particular look. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm it's, not a fan. It, it's it's weird. It's it's like almost. Yeah, I don't know how to like with with the the Pixar human. Like I'm thinking of like Incredibles for example. Hmm. They they look basically human, and there's little embellishments and whatever, but they never look like. The DreamWorks characters always, to me, look like intentionally stylized. Mm. Like they don't want them to look too human, so they do some crazy thing where it's like yeah. elongated features or whatever. Um, and I, I never get that feeling with from the Pixar Pixar people. But with these guys, I kind of have to consciously not look at it, so I'm not yeah. thinking about it. I might be overthinking this, but there was a shot towards the beginning of the movie where uh, Hiccup is walking around, and you can actually get like a look at him, like in full yeah. profile. And I was looking at the difference between his feet, he's got like the peg leg yeah. and he's got his foot. His, his real foot looks like the size of a watermelon. I'm like, what <laughs> your foot so big? I like, totally took me out of the movie. I'm like, what is, is that just his boot? Why is his foot so big? Yeah, it's bigger I, than his head. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought his foot was going to cast at the beginning, actually. Oh, oh real yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. By the way, the, the microsecond thing that happened and we were both laughing at was when they were in the cave and they met, they, like they, they met the mother again. Mm-hmm. And the, I forget what the guy, the best friend, whatever it is, that comes along. He's like, this is why I never got married. There's one other reason I never got married. <laughs> and they never follow up with it either. Well, I mean, I, I'm, to me, it was, he's gay. I mean, it was sort of the, I, I don't know. Or like, the, you know, there are more parts that are pegged. Oh, well, that's, that's possible too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was, Excuse whatever it was, it was hilarious. Because you're just like, wait, what? What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, this is a kids' movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny. So, like, like I said, there were some some really high points and some weird ones. And um, the actually, I thought the way they did the the husband and wife thing was pretty cool. Like how it was it, at least for me, it was kind of unexpected where he was trying to basically win her back. Mm. Uh, and I thought that was yeah. it was it added some depth to his character because he's usually just sort of the you know breaking stuff guy. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of dug that. Yeah. I think it did help when he then later got killed off. It gave a little more gravitas. You know, yeah. That yeah. Thing. I mean, it felt very attentional to the whole movie. Like, you know, the themes of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I literally, there was a moment where I I thought like a, mu- a song was starting. I was like, is this, is this a musical? musical? Where like yeah. the mom, like almost mm. she, the way she was talking was like, oh, it sounds like they're leaning into a song. And I was like, oh, no. No song. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> Still a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> 
got some guy who just really wants to write Disney yeah. movies. He's going to try and slip songs in DreamWorks. <laughs> like, Bob, you got to stop. We don't do songs here. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually still, I, I mean, I think for me the best part of the movie is how emotive uh, Toothless is. Like how much you feel like, yeah, that's like my dog or, you know, whatever. And like you really feel for that character. And like particularly there was one moment where I was like, like he he kills the dad and he obviously doesn't mean to. And uh, Hiccup's mad at him. And he's like, at least for me, I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for because he's like he's mad at him. And Toothless is like, I don't understand. He's really like sad about it. And like I felt that sadness that he yeah. was feeling. And that's hard to do a with a CG character at all. And B, when it's like a dragon, you know. But the eyes are so emotive and the, the mannerisms so emotive. I mean, that yeah, it's I, hard to get that right. I think that's one of the problems I had with both films is that like, I'm not really like a dog person. And so like I always felt like it was trying really hard to make them be like oh, dogs. Oh, yeah. And I never really like grew up with dogs or like ever had. They're just like dragons. Yes. That makes perfect sense now. <laughs> Um, so I feel like I was always missing something. Like whenever they spend a lot of time like focusing on the dragon and it's yeah, like rubbing their belly, yeah, and, yeah, and all that stuff. And I'm like, I feel like, oh, I, yeah, I should be reacting to this in some like, you know, some emotional way. And no, did, did you guys, did you see Lilo and Stitch? Have you seen? Yeah. No. Okay. So it's some of the same people that worked on this and worked on Lilo and Stitch, which I is why, that. yeah, which is why Toothless kind of Toothless has is a, kind of Stitch like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you like that? Did you like that movie? It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember not liking it <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i would probably remember it more clearly if i hadn't liked it so i think it's probably okay i just haven't seen it forever though the one thing i actually liked it but it was um it, it was sort of a dark horse mm-hmm. movie um kind of intentionally in a way but it was funny because leading up to the release of that movie they had like promotional trailers and what they did is they would start it would look as if they were doing a promotional trailer for beauty and the beast or mm-hmm. little mermaid and it would be like pitch perfect like the same animation everything right. They, like in the Beauty and the Beast one, it was like they were in the ballroom you know, mm-hmm. with, the, with the dress and everything. And then all of a sudden, Stitch would show up and like start wreaking havoc. And uh, it would basically like, tear well, that like, movie the other apart. Just, like, react yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. That's awesome. It was pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, um, cool. yeah. Okay. That's not like typical Disney marketing, though, right? That's more no, something, was, like the Muppets would do, right? Where they like, yes, they, exactly. Like, barge in on somebody else's trailer. It was yeah. that that kind of deal. Yeah. Where it was sort of like the fourth wall, not, not really fourth wall busting, well, a little bit. He was invading different characters' yeah. universes, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad you said something. Well, that was a great show. I'm just waiting for us to finally record an episode. No, don't say that. Don't say that. You're not going to say that. It will never happen. Test, test, test. That's not a thing that happens. Uh, So Dean DeBlow is the director Jay Baruchel? Baruchel. Baruchel. Okay. I almost want to write it on here phonetically. It's just cold. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm actually writing the word shell to blow as in blow a candle out. Okay. Then I can't get it wrong. Directed by Dean DeBlow. Jay Baruchel. 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 Like like, like Like a seashell. (laughs) Do we need to do the bumper? Yeah. Thank God. I think I'm just out of sorts being in the center. Like I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's really confused. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review How to Train Your Dragon 2. Why does that sound weird? Just long, I guess. Like what has two? It has two. Train, two, two Train Your Dragon how 2. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yeah. That's yeah. why it sounds weird. How to dra- Train Your Dragon Part 2. That's going to be too long, probably. I'll, tr- I'll try one of one more. of. Okay. We had the opposite problem at my grandparents' uh, like party where like we, like it was really cold and rainy that day. So we, and it was, so we held this like, solution in their, in their garage. And 
we brought all these little like space heaters and plugged them all in. And when I turned the last one on, all the lights went on. Including the breaker. <laughs> That's horrible. Yes. It, was a, it was a great welcome for all the guests. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this is where just the exit sign come on. <laughs> Do we got